Welcome to Kick Back with Chris. Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. And welcome to another episode. So today I am going to be chatting with a longtime friend, uh, and I say longtime friend. You well, it, we actually talk about this in uh, in the interview. Uh, goes back as far as uh, high school days. Um, so yeah, good friend, uh, longtime colleague in the in the industry, Mister Andy Crittenden. Uh, I went over to his uh, facilities in Doncaster a couple of days ago, and we sat down for a chat. Now it was actually scheduled to be sort of like a half hour chat, but. Um, you know, as a, as is always the case, you know, we got chatting, reminiscing, um, you know, talking about uh, back in the school days, and before we knew it, this half an hour chat had turned into the best part of an hour. So, what I decided to do was uh, to leave the the interview complete, um, because this is actually uh, one of the first. In, well, it actually is. It's the first in person interview um, that I've done with a multiple mic setup uh, via my laptop. Um, now uh, that being said, there there's a is nothing major, but there is a slight audio issue in in that I did actually have one of the mics wired in wrong, uh, but you still can you can still hear everything that's going on and it is perfectly enjoyable. Um, now with the uh, interview being uh, quite a bit longer than usual, and um, what we're going to do this week is we're not going to have our weekly Matt chat. Sorry to the Matt Chapman fans out there, but. Don't worry, he is going to be back with us next week for the next episode. Um, so we'll perhaps spend a little bit more time chatting with Matt next time around just to make up for the lack of Mr. Chapman in this episode. So what I'm going to do now, uh, we're going to go through, on, I'm actually going to do it live. Now, again, um, as last time, actually, I'm actually recording this at home again. Um, I'm actually uh, taking over my wife's office to do this while she's out. So hopefully she's not listening. I'll have to put it back exactly as I found it when I leave. Um, but uh, the the podcast event promotion group has been super, super busy. It's been absolutely buzzing. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go through these in the order of they were posted just to keep it fair. And um, we may not go through all of them today, uh, but I will make, I'll make a point of um, including them in the recording that I'm going to be doing in the coming week as well. Um, apologies if you hear my uh, laptop pinging off in the background at any point, because uh, I'm actually on it now doing the recording and going through Facebook at the same time. So uh, I'm going to start off. Mr. Robert Taylor posted uh, information about the KMA Welsh Open 2019 um, at the EBBW Vale Sports Centre. I'm just going to get the details here. So February the 24th at 9:30 a.m. Um, there is a Facebook group for it. Uh, if you run a search for the KMA Welsh Open 2019, all the details come up. As I say, uh, February 24th, uh, 2019, 9:30 till 5:30. I'm just going to look see if there's any more other details in there. Yeah, there's all the usual uh, category details. Just quick overview. Um, so points continuous. Matt K1, uh, Matt Sport Boxing, Tag Teams, Juniors, 12 and under, Teens, 13 to 15, Seniors, 16 plus. Um, and there's a breakdown of, of how the, the various sort of, wow, there's a big breakdown of how all the various 
sections work. Um, for more information, you can get hold of Rob on 077 As I say, uh, they do have a Facebook group, so uh, you can go check that one out. So look for the KMA Welsh Open. Actually, before I go any further, one thing I will also say is if you hear my, <laughs> if you hear my Facebook page pinging off a ridiculous amount, it's actually my birthday today. Um, so the standard thing with Facebook, obviously lots of people are wishing me happy birthday, which is really, really nice. Uh, but it does mean that my phone keeps buzzing and my Facebook page keeps pinging. And so that's why, if you hear it, um, it's not me trying to plug for any extra birthday cards or presents. I'll just make a point of saying that now. Although if you do choose to send something, then I wouldn't object, obviously. Right, just check with me first before you send it. Um, then next, oh, the next post is actually Rob Taylor saying thanks for adding me. We've already covered that, so move on. Uh, the next post is from Emma Smith, and she's popped on to uh, pop a promotion on there for a free, there you go, you don't get that very often, a free introduction to Defendo. Now, I've actually trained in Defendo a little bit with uh, Steve and Emma at their school in Catterick. Um, it's the Bill Underwood system of self-defense. It's very painful, very effective. Um, it's a seminar that's open to uh, all abilities and styles, age 16+. plus. On the 27th of January, uh, 12.30 until 3.30, uh, progress Progressive Martial Arts in Catterick. Uh, so if you um, if you ask speak to Steve or Emma on their Facebook groups, or if you look up um, Progressive Martial Arts, uh, you should find their, find their group. Uh, there's also information on defendo.co.uk, so you can check that one out there. Um, Del Sampson's been on to uh, put a quick post up about. Let me have a look at this one. So wkuengland.net, the Germany to the Germany tour 2019. Um, loads of details on there. I think it's one of those. Ones, yeah, if you go over to the website, uh, so wkuengland.net, you can have a look for that one. Um, Brad Hennessy has been on to post about the ICO British Open Championships, the World Championships, uh, Sunday the seventh of April. 2019, they said nine then, because uh, I was looking at 9am when I was reading it, uh, North Solihull Sports Centre in Solihull, um, and I've been invited as well, which is pretty cool, um, the qualifying event for it is in Glasgow, I believe, I'm just looking now, oh no, there is also a qualifying event for the ICO World Cup in 2019, Glasgow, Scotland, um, so yes, you can... Uh, believe they've got a Facebook group. Yep, they have. So if you look up ICO British Open 2019, that's the details there. Uh, Claire King has been back on again. Now, I mentioned this one last time around. The Southwest Martial Arts and Wellbeing Show 2019. They've got a poster now. They've got a poster. Um, adults are £20, uh, children 15 A family ticket is 60 which is two adults and two children. June the 22nd, 2019. Doors open at 9.30. The UWE Exhibition and Conference Centre, the north entrance of that. Filton Road, Stoke, Guildford, Bristol, BS thirty four eight QZ. Um, some for a first event. There's some good people involved. So you've got Master Sken, Tyler Ford, Chris Gridelli, Lee Charles, Matt Chapman, um, our Matt Chap himself, uh, Zara Fithian, and a whole host of other people as well. Their phone number is oh seven nine two seven one five four four six three, or you can go online at southwestmartialartshow.co.uk. Um, I did actually speak to them myself. They did actually invite me along to teach, which is really cool. Um, it's just the distance from where I am in North Yorkshire didn't really make it viable for a first event because obviously with all first events, um, funding is is limited, and obviously the cost to get me down there and everything it would have been, it would have been ridiculous. So um, perhaps in the future that would be cool. 
Um, Lucci's been on to post a little bit about Kaizen um, and he's saying tickets are already selling fast. Remember, under 14s go free. That's cool. Under 14s go free. Under 14 years of age, by the way, before anybody thinks not under 14 stone yes <laughs> gonna be careful there's always that one person but no joking aside under 14 years go free and i have just actually just this last week um released the details uh, of some of the super seminars of which um very thankful of them they've actually invited me to be one of the super seminars um i don't have the full details on what's involved with that yet i'm actually luchi if you're listening we're gonna get you on again for the 25th time. Um, no, but joking aside, just to get you on and talk about this a little bit so you can explain to everybody what that actually is, or how it works. Uh, Mr. John McNally, one of our previous guests, has been on just to remind everybody that on May the 6th, the bank holiday Monday, he's going to be offering a Bill Superfoot Wallace seminar. Um, so if you get in touch with John, he will help you out with that one. Oh, there goes my phone, sorry. And John was also on to uh, let everybody know about a key safe Cooperton training session that is going to be running in North Halifax. Um, so if you get on to John about that one, they actually do have it's on the it's on February the 16th, 12 p.m. So if you're interested in learning how to use that cool little piece of equipment, um, you can go along to that uh, Facebook group and check that out. And that, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring it to a close there because there are others, um, but I don't want to try and squeeze them all in in one episode. I'm actually going to be recording again in the coming weeks so we can include all of those ones on the next episode. So um, what I'm going to do now is um, cross over now to the interview that I did yesterday with Mr. Andy Crittenden at his school in Doncaster. Um, it was really fun, really fun chat and really nice to catch up. Um, and I will speak to you all on the other side. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. Okay, so uh, joining me today, we've got Mr. Andy Critton, and I'm actually at his centre in Doncaster at the minute, and I've managed to get the seat next to the radiator, so I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with my coffee. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I noticed that. I, uh, you'd set it up, and I'm sort of here in Gold, and you're sort of radiator. He's just a good host, that's what it is. It is. Um, he's, uh, at, this, at which point he walks off. Oh, I shut him doors, keep the heat in. <laughs> so, what I always like to do uh, with all the interviews is go right back to the start, back to day one when you first got into martial arts. I believe it was around, was it the late 1980s? Yeah, I, um, my, most people watch Crack Kid and said, I want to do yeah. that. Um, and my dad. Um, his friend did Taekwondo right. um, in Hexthorpe and he said, uh, you should do Taekwondo but not with us because it's all like adults and uh, they're not really very kid friendly. Right. 1987, yeah. it, I don't think anyone was. No. <laughs> um, but so um, my dad took me to train with Kim Stones um, and uh, that went on Townfield's primary school. Um, you know, and it was just not something I took to straight away, but I, I just kept plodding on. Uh, you know, enjoyed the training, and yeah. but never could have seen me doing it for a long time. So, was it something that you wanted to do for a while, or did it just sort of pop in, pop onto your radar? And you thought, that yeah, my good. brain didn't work like that. My brain was like, <laughs> let's do this now. Yeah. So it was like, what's cranking you know, on the Monday? I was training by the Tuesday. <laughs> I love it, love it. I think a lot of people around there did. I was a similar sort of thing, you know. Um, school across the road, people going in and kit. What's this all about? Saw it in the film. That's that thing that they're doing. I want a bit of that. So I can't even imagine how he knew where it was. It must yeah. have been a newspaper advert, probably. 
everything was around then. Hexstop as well. I can't actually do that. That wasn't been. where I went. It was weird. No, uh, yeah. I don't think it would be because I was training around at that sort of time. It's probably in the same circle. Yeah, it was TAGB, Sabres, yeah, yeah. Sabres we were. Cool. So um, I still don't understand GDPR, so I'm not giving any, <laughs> I don't give it names away unless I know. <laughs> no, you're all right with that. I think. Oh my god. Um, so you you got into training. Um, you say you didn't take to it. it. Was it you just stuck with it and? Yeah, you know. Uh, I remember crying. I, think we all did I was only that. seven, so that's all right, I suppose. Um, but but. Once I got into it, you know, I just really look forward to going. Yeah. Every Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. Um, it was just, you know, it was something cool and something different as yeah. well. Everyone else was playing football. And yeah. I, I didn't know anybody else that did martial arts back then. But mm-hmm. people did, but they didn't really, you know, it sort of kept yourself to yourself. Absolutely. You're going to be a target. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting you say that because obviously, well, obviously to us, not to everybody else listening, we actually went to, we went to high school together. Um, I wouldn't say we were best of mates at school. Big school. Yeah, we're a big, yeah, big school. Um, but you were training then. I was training then. Yeah. But as you say, you don't, you yeah, don't quite advertise it. though, because I come through Bobby Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, the yeah. middle. What did you do? I did... Um, Nightingale First School. That's now a freaking the army thing now, isn't it? Yeah, it's for uh, tanks. Yeah, we'll put an advert out. <laughs> so I went it's there. Quite good, actually. I went, I went to I went to that school. It's now full of tanks. Um, then I went to what was uh, Woodfield Middle, which is probably not even called that now. I don't um, even know where that is. It's just up road from the same school. So it's what uh, Croft Road, and then I can't remember the name of roads. It's just is it Cedar Road that big one? And then there was a school. It's got great big. It's like an art. It looks like a. It might not even be there anymore. I don't know. My middle school, my primary school is still there. Cause yeah, I've taught there pretty much every year since. I, wow. Uh, well, not since I left there because I've really been dying or something. Yeah. But since I started teaching, I teach there regularly. It's cool. one of local schools to me. But my middle school got knocked down. So yeah, so yeah, there was probably that. other people doing my class as well. But it's not something. Just, really... Yeah, yeah. I think well, we were. I remember we were encouraged to to, to not bang on about it. Um, well, we were secret ninjas, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> now it's obviously them, way around now. now Everyone's got now a card. Now we're making go out in the shiny suits <laughs> yeah. and give cards. Give, give, give your card out. Give, give your card. Give a card to your friends. Now it's like, don't tell your mates. <laughs> you don't want anyone else coming. So, um, when you were, obviously when you first started out, did you do any any competitions or anything as a child, or was it more as you were older? When... Um. I did uh, the first competition I did was 1988 uh, North of England TGB Championships in Goal. Right. And there were literally 100 and odd people in. And back then you did fighting and, well, patterns and sparring. Yeah. There were no, you did one or the other. Uh, and I got some photos from that. Um, it was quite, all I remember that day, uh, was fighting this big, uh, big guy. <laughs> I was just holding myself out. I don't know what I kind of can't say. You can say what you want. So, um, he, might, he, I, won't, he won't be listening. No. And if you are listening, it's all in good I was fighting this big guy, and he was bigger than me, and I'm great. I'm quite an honest person, I'm great. Yeah, he should be with me. <laughs> um, but it was just on belt. Yeah. And I was about... Uh, I was about a green belt or something. It was all the green belts yeah. in together. I was like, this is fair, he's massive. And uh, I kept kicking him in nuts. 
then because you were too tall. <laughs> I, and then I was getting warnings and stuff, but he was a proper wacky mate, and I didn't like it. And I always had this impression that it, I'd lost my very first ever fight. But then I found some pictures of, about 10 years ago of other fights that I'd had before that one. Right. So I was quite happy that I'd obviously won to... <laughs> oh, they may have had a repertoire that I did win, but it might have. I won the first fight. <laughs> And it was because I did a Death Star, and I was doing like this uh, kill face before <laughs> Master Ken even did it. Because um, no I've got a picture of myself getting my belt, getting his sash tie around me, and we're in a traditional ready stance, just staring this kid out. He's looking away. I think, yeah, just keep looking. <laughs> it must have worked. So then I got battered by this other kid in that crowd. <laughs> Those are the days. So you obviously, you st- obviously, you stuck with it. Um, and then in the 90s, got involved with assisting in classes and. Yeah, um, I always say I got community service, but that sounds wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> I, we did like a trident at school. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, and you had to do three things. Um, I can't even remember what they were, but one of them was like helping the community. Yeah. So I didn't really fancy digging up people's gardens and stuff because I'm not very good at like that. Yeah. So I went to my instructor and I said... Um, can I help out in classes? And he went, what do you mean? <laughs> why, why would I need you to? He said, I need any help. I was like, no, just, just, just sign a sheet for me then. And I had to do X amount of hours and I started helping out in class. Um, and I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Um, I was 16 and I was helping in the kids' classes and I just absolutely just thought it was brilliant. Mm. And, and at that age, I'd gone, you know, I'd been training nine years, gone on and off. Um, if there were any classes on a Friday night, there's no way to go because I'd have preferred a side day on X or <laughs> down. You know, um, but it was Tuesday, Thursday, so I, I'd stuck with it and I enjoyed it. And when, but when I found teaching, mm. I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I just... I can't describe, and I still love it today. Mm. I still love teaching, um, and, I, and I just that was it. I was hooked, and yeah. um, started helping out when the thing finished. We, I, I just carried on doing it, and the more it sort of caught on, more yeah. people, and then we started training. You know, I, I was very lucky that I came in at the right time because mm. around this time was when um, the professional boom yeah. happened. Yeah. I really got in on the sharp end yeah. in, in the. Sort of mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, Master Stones was one of the pioneers of that in the UK, if not the leading, um, the the person at the front at that time. Um, and you know, uh, so it, what point was it that you was it sort of? Uh, I think it would it be about ninety seven? You turned full time with it. Yeah, yeah, started teaching full time in that. I taught for a year. Yeah, pretty much for free. And I was just dotted at school in six four playing cards. I remember that, yeah. Cause you... <laughs> and, and I weren't going to any lessons. But my mum told me that I needed to either get a job or stay at school. Yeah. And I'd asked him for a job and he'd said no. This is, and um, I continued to train for free. And then the year came up and I got this, I think, I don't know if you did it as well, like business diploma. Which was like I can't remember what I did last week. Like, I didn't do A levels. I did this business diploma. I started off oh, doing A levels. Yeah, but business diploma really easy. 
So what you used to do, you just used to go in and hack each other's computers, <laughs> find out what computer signing on and do a little bit of work, and that were it. And it was great. Um, and then when I started, because all I wanted to do was teach. I, I was yeah. like, I, I started off with like A level maths, history, and English, and I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. ever do? And I couldn't motivate myself to do um, to do the work. Yeah. So. Um, at the end of the school year, I like left and I was like, right, I'm going to have to get a job. And I went and I got a job um, working for a company called Spigs, which was um, plumbing supplies, which given the week that I've had, <laughs> the irony I should that. have actually stayed there about a minute. <laughs> got some contacts. Um, I never actually started that job because I, I went in to see uh, Mr. Stones and I said... Um, can't help out anymore because I've got a job. Right. And he was like, you've got a job here. I was like, okay. And that was it. You know, 35 yeah. quid a week for five years. I hope you're not listening. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. It worth 35 quid for five years. It's more years. than I got. Yeah. Um, on a, a YTS. Uh, where I didn't have to do any work. It was just like, yeah. Uh, some, some dosh. And anyway, you go, you could have paid me 35p. Yeah. Um, it, it was great. You know, eight hours a week. As well, I don't know if he listens. <laughs> Eight hours a week, thirty-five quid. Um, but it was the dream job, and, and I was just, you know, I just loved it. And the timing was great mm-hmm. with yeah. it, you know, the professional side. Around that time, he opened his second school, yeah. and then multiple schools, yeah. and then got into the consultancy, EFC, yeah. UP. Uh, I'd say yeah, yeah, and, um, <laughs> and that's and that's about it, you know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, like everything that everything that's if it's happened, if it's factual, you can talk about it. It's okay. only if you say something that's untrue that you can get in trouble for it. Right. So if it's factual, right. it's fine. It's not a problem. Um, so actually, the interesting thing is around about it was I don't know if, if you remember this, but it was when you was it was in sixth form because um, <laughs> you'd gone and put posters up on all the windows in the school. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's when I started. That's how you started back. Yeah, training. Yeah, yeah. You'd already trained. I was training with another school. It was actually with um, Dean Colborn in, in Balby. Yeah. Who I'm still in contact with today. And um, he, he closed um, and I'd flitted around. I can't, I, I remember, I think he was called Wayne something. And I can't he remember his name. Is he what? If you trained with him, you trained here. He was, yeah, that's right. It was underneath God, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was when it was the when it was the gym. Jeez, yeah. My, my parents came here and they that's right. Place, that's you right. might have to be coming to my next tournament. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, I am. Um, so I was Really good. <laughs> we'll come on to those in a bit. Um, but now I was training with Wayne for a little bit, and um, I remember I actually did a run of leafleting for him up and down the whole length. I lived on on uh, Croft Road, which weren't a small road, hundreds of houses, and I leafleted all the way up and down to try and keep his school working for him. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, it, it was just the time. You know, a lot of closed schools open and close constantly. And so you come to us because I would do it leaflet. Yeah, well, I would yeah. have to do it. So I saw that, that. I saw that, and I thought, ah, oh, that's that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go and have a look. And it was a uh, one of those um, promotions over the summer holidays where you could go and train free over the summer. Yeah, that's how I got started. Yeah, it? it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, I remember I used to turn up, eager beaver, first one there every time. I actually was at the school, and then teaching. I was at the school in July. Left. And I was teaching classes in the hall mm. in the September, two months later. And they said to me, why are you in uniform? I was like, I work here. They're like, what? 
<laughs> I was like, I have a teacher. They were like, no, you're not. You're like 17. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I can teach my slides. And I was teaching my slides. I said, well, why are you walking up and down school? Because I can. can. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. So, um, I yeah. So, I, I trained, I trained with with yourself under yourself at that school for ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. So, I, I did my blood belt in ninety nine there, um, and good times as well. Good times. I remember that that it was school. A good group. It was not, not fully, but <laughs> no. But I do remember those times fondly, and um, you know, I remember I did I did my black belt um, and. I, I, I've told this story before, but I sort of fell into that sort of the, the working environment there, not in the same way, in a very different way, but under sort of similar circumstances. I went from being a student in class to teaching instantly. That class? <laughs> the, uh, I think you're, everybody... You're really instructed you have to teach the class. I know. I think everybody knows the story. I'm not going to it again today. But, um, yeah, I, I, I accidentally broke my instructor um, quite well. And um, went from being the student to being... I, I remember Master Stone, was, it was, and it, it, I remember him saying it as well. He was actually... He didn't mean it. He said, oh, something like, oh, I'll, see you, I'll see you in the morning then. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that, was, a, that was at the uh, A&E, because you said to me, is he serious? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I turned, me being the na- naive 19-year-old I was, and I turned up, and I, and I worked for, for free for a week. Scott has got a beautiful nose now. He's <laughs> done you know, well. Yeah. well. He's doing well with his acting career. He's, he added, he's added character to him. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a lovely nose now. He's got a yeah. shaped as it was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was doing everything. I remember because I couldn't really teach, obviously, so I was doing everything, cleaning cleaning mirrors, marking cards, doing warm-ups. Um, and then... Uh, you remember not- when uh, you put Shaker Vac down oh, for that convention at Hooverbrook? No, it was when Bill Wallace... When Bill Wallace Coming. No, we're you cheat. You're at Freshwell's oh. convention. Yeah, and um, everyone got my back about it, and it's not my fault. That, that Uber had been knackered for ages, yeah. and I kept telling him it were broken. Put the shaking back down, and then obviously the Uber broke. He used to love the back. Yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, so I, and I started teaching, what, 99? It was the same year, 99, um, over at Armthorpe, which you mentioned. Yeah. And then... Uh, I think it was about 2001. We ended up working together for a short period of time, which was good again, good times. Yeah, because you went to a come to us, went to Armthorpe, and then came back. Yeah, I got offered the job at Armthorpe on the night of the extravaganza. The poacher. Yeah. Well, you see, I didn't know the difference. I I didn't really know anything anything because obviously I'd been um, doing sort of like instructor training um, at the was it Wood Street? Was it? No. It was, was Trafford, the, Way. Trafford Way. That's it. Trafford, Trafford Way. Way up until September 2000. Knocked down. Um, yeah. Saw it looking like a Wendy house. Went past it. <laughs> front house. Front bit of it knocked down. And um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was yeah, good times. They were good times. But so uh, obviously coming back to yourself, is that's the point of the interview. Um, so is it around about 2000? Is that when you um, started on the SDF? side of things yeah um, I um, obviously at the time it was taekwondo yeah. and then kickboxing yeah um, kickboxing was going to be a big thing we, we, we got into that side of things and I was I was enjoying it mm. but not as much as I felt I needed something else yeah. it also didn't suit me yeah. kicking okay. isn't 
my strong point at all, uh, which is why I've got back of hips now. Um, and it, it, I know I just wanted to learn more and, and better myself, so I ended up um, making New Year's resolution to learn another martial art. Now, now it's so easy to just mm-hmm. go do that because loads of places teach you multiple things. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I'd seen, I was into the UFC. And I, I remember getting, us watching the tapes. So. I was getting tapes and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I couldn't really find anywhere that did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu yeah. or MMA. There was, well, there wasn't MMA, it was also um, styled then. So um, I, I actually went and had a private lesson with someone who remained nameless, but was really, really good. But the following week, the instructor wasn't there, and it was another instructor. Right. And we paid. Uh, me and Scott Hyde went actually and it was a bit of a trek um, and we went and we trained with this guy's assistant and he literally sat cross-legged against the wall <laughs> saying what else did you do last week right what else did you do last week <laughs> and we paid like something like £25 each for his private lesson this week that he died out right Um and I thought, I ain't doing that again. Mm. There's no way I'm coming. You know, and then I said, you know, will the instructor be back next week? Not guaranteed. You're like, it'll be, it'll always be one of us. And I thought, there's right. no way I'm doing that. So I started looking through my Arts Illustrated, um, which I think a lot of people don't realise how much of an impact that has on people. Oh, yeah. I can't walk past the shop without looking for it. It's still, yeah. can't get my head around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't go into town or anything like that very often. Yeah. So to, when I went, uh, I went past like a magazine rack and looked for it. it it's crazy, but it, you know, that's the time. Changing times. I know times. it's still going um, in other forms. Um, and I opened this, I was looking through Bass Arts Illustrated um, and I saw this guy getting people in headlocks and, and strangles <laughs> and stuff, and I thought that looks good. And I just learned to drive, so right. I could, I, we're all right. I could drive, um, and I had a bit of time on my hands. Uh, we were like in a morning. Those are the days. Start that, yeah. <laughs> I used to start with about one, so I had a bit of time. So um, at the bottom, it said. To get, if you're interested in classes or private tuition, blah, 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 um, please call this number. Right. And I just remember it being 01709, which is Rotherham. Rotherham, yeah. Or parts of Doncaster. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, wow. And it was like a, a Sunday night. And this is a dig. This is a dig. You ready for a dig? So I did bring up, because you don't bring up places on a Sunday night, do you? We do. We get phone calls 24. <laughs> People ring me at middle of night about that. I tried one in middle of the night. I'm half past, half past 12 last night. Yeah. Um, but back then, we did. We waited and I rang the next morning and um, the guy called Dave Turton answered and I had a great chat with him. Just, you know, uh, he's going to pull up the conversation, but yeah. just a great guy. Just done so much with me. Um, and still training with him in some capacity. Still with him mm. to this to this day. And that were a life changer because yeah. that was the stuff. That's what I like. Obviously, starting training was the first thing. Big bookmark in my martial arts. Started teaching was the second one. Mm. Talking to Dave Turton was the third, 
an opening this place was a fourth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the fifth will be from there. I've had an heart attack on that. <laughs> 30 years or something. <laughs> but they're the, big, they're, the big, they're the big bookmarks yeah. um, for me. So Dave, um, I went down, had a private lesson with Dave. Me and a friend of mine who was training at the time, um, we, we went down and a guy called Carl Blackwell, Carl Blackwell helped Dave with a session mm. and just knocked seven bells out of it. And I was a fourth down in Taekwondo at the time. No, I wasn't. I was a third down in Taekwondo at the time. And Dave had this board up. Um, so that's where the motivation for that came from. Yeah. Uh, my black belt board. Pointed it like I'm on telly. Uh, I've got a board on my black belt. So, and he had a board up on the wall. And uh, he, this guy got me down. He put his knee across my head. And Dave went, nice, Carl. And I just remember trying to turn me head just enough to look, read. And he said, Carl Blackwell, fourth down. And I was like, I just wanted to be a fourth down under Dave at that point, which luckily I ended up being. So um, that was that was a big game changer for me. And then going into other arts from there. Most of them that Dave encouraged me to do as well. Mm. Um, and now it's a lot more accessible to yeah. learn multiple styles. You know, yeah. you, could, you could do it, but... Back then, it was, it was, it was hard yeah. to find out. Like I said, I don't know how my dad found out. Yeah. It's got to have been a newspaper or word of mouth in 87. Yeah, it was, I mean, he was saying that around sort of like, that was on 99, 2000. It was, it was just starting to, the industry was just starting to grow. I remember, because I'm, I'm, this is, and again, this is going from my memory, which is horrific now, but uh, I'm, you brought Dave for a, for a seminar at, the town centre academy, didn't you? When I was there, yes, and because I, I remember, I, it was a Friday evening, if yeah. memory serves, and I was, I was, I remember, because it was on two floors, and I'd come from upstairs. I could hear this guy shouting, "What oh, is this?" And I came upstairs, and it was like, "Wow, I'm never, because never seen anything like that. Never before. seen anything like it. Um, Brutally realistic." And, <clears throat> um, I, I said it was so far removed from what I was used to, and. I um, I remember asking Kim if we could do this seminar, and it, Dave still is, you know, Dave turned to um, when I started training private lessons with him. There were two of us. We used to give him a ten pound each. Nice. We still do. Wow. The last lesson with him was about a year and a half ago. Okay. And we still gave him ten pound each. <laughs> Ian Harrison, who became a trading partner, his mm. petrol used to be less than the trading fee. Now it's double. Yeah. Um, but Dave mm. seminar was something ridiculous, like he wanted 50 quid or something. Right. Something stupid like that. Maybe 100 pound, I don't know. Yeah. We're a lot. Yeah. So um, I remember saying, look, this guy was, I want this guy to come. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's two hours and he only wants to say, say 100 quid. Yeah. Um, it's easy for my maths. And I said, I'll charge everyone a tenner. Hmm. You know, <clears> I don't want any money for it. If if it makes more than 100 pound, you've made money. Hmm. We had about 20 on the yeah. seminar. And he said, I've heard he swears in his classes. I was like, <laughs> he does, you're right. He said, you can't <coughs> swear. You can do anything else. Uh, I can't swear on this, can I? You can if you want. Can I, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it. So, um, I'll only swear because it, what he said. It's in context. So he said, um, 
he introduced himself and he brought five guys with him. He brought Steve Barrett, Neil Hall, Neil Freeman, Keith Freeman, Carl Blackwell, all of us still around and all who have been here as well. So, yeah. So, he, he brought someone out, uh, usually Keith, because Keith was biggest, so he liked to pick on Keith. Mm. And he said, right, if this guy tries to punch you, none of these blocks that you learn are going to do anything. I have a saying, blocking is bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, because oh, Kim wasn't there, but his wife, Carol, was. Yeah. And I could just see her looking and it's like, Dave, you remember the bit about not swearing? I didn't swear. That's swearing. No, that's just a saying. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's got a swear word in it, Dave. Can you try to work around it a little bit? He says, well, what else would I say? Like, oh, you could have said rubbish. It doesn't yeah. sound as good. I suppose you're right. But we ended up doing a lot of seminars there and, and, and millions here. No, yeah. no one will ever do as many seminars here as Dave. I don't think it even I can do as many <laughs> seminars as Dave's done here. So obviously now moving to what you're saying here, um, your school that opened in 2000, late 02, was it early? 03? I left in 02. Right, okay. Um, we uh, both had a similar path to we did. our own schools. We did. Via more ends. And, um, <laughs> yes. I was in, I was... Not uh, things weren't really working out, and I had to leave. Yeah, uh, let me say this bit. So, I had to leave. Uh, neither side was very happy with, yeah. with each other, um, due to a few changes mm-hmm. in the structure. Um, mm-hmm. so I thought, what do I know what to do now? I'm gonna mm-hmm. open a school. So um, I went. I left on the thirtieth of November, two thousand and two, and looked around for a school hall. Yeah, and no one was really hiring out. It was it was quite difficult. Yeah, and and I didn't set my expectations very high. And um, I was training with somebody else at the time. Uh, as well as Dave, and they said to me, there's a place on Sanford Road in Baldwin mm. that's empty. It used to be a gym. And I said, oh, I don't think I can really afford it. Yeah. I said, I've got no money. I was 22. You know, uh, I've got no savings or anything. So I went up and I looked through the windows and it had got punch bag brackets yeah, from the previous... Yeah. Um, it used to be a gym, but they used to, the downstairs had a studio. Yeah, and that's where the taekwondo was. Yeah. But the gym had gone bust. I'm still getting letters from people now, like 20 years <laughs> later. So I was looking through windows, and somebody from the garage came over to me and said, It's not open, mate. I was like, Thanks. <laughs> I don't know that would happen myself. There were, there were no cars, yeah. there were nothing. It was all just empty. And I was like, thanks for that. Um, who owns it? Mm. It's, uh, Ted won't listen to this, but I love it. might be knocking about somewhere. There's an <laughs> old guy who owns lighting shop. Yeah, He were old 16 years ago. I love him. So I went up to this lighting shop and I said, oh, you know, do you, do you own this building downstairs? 
and he starts rubbing his hands together like, like <laughs> villain or something. Yes, come with me, young man. Yeah, you know, like greedy and naive. It's like, right, let's have a look. And he showed me this part where I'm at now, mm. and he told me the price, and I was like, okay, that per year. Yeah. Um, and then he said, oh, there's this downstairs because. It wasn't separated off, but he was happy to let me have yeah. it downstairs. Um, I said, no one else about. And um, I took that on. And my rent was 666 pounds <laughs> 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 really? £666 a month for the first oh, six man. months to get me in. And I was like, could you have done anything else? That's crazy. <laughs> so. How did you come to that? Oh, uh, no idea. <laughs> If you bet him, you know. Oh, I have a few times. Yeah. He, when we're in networking, he sometimes comes in just just to, I don't know, just to interrupt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just to stand there and his carpet. Yeah. So, uh, he's my friend on Facebook. So, when I share this, I say, guys, listen to this. <laughs> it's all right. I love him, really. I love he's him, really. He said lots of very nice things to you when we weren't, about you when we, we weren't yeah. recording. So, I'll yeah, just put that in there. So, um <laughs> I was lucky at the time that I had a group of students that wanted to train with me. Yeah. So going back to it, I was running Kim Stones' main school yeah. at the time with 400 students and I was the main instructor mm-hmm. at that time. Um, as possibly at that time the only full-time one as well. So I was doing, doing a lot and the Armthorpe instructors were coming over and doing bits and bits. But I, I was, yeah. it, it, you know, it wasn't my school, but it was. Kip wasn't teaching. Yeah. You know, he was so into the UP and the consultancy. So I had a little group of loyal students. Um, at the time, everybody was locked into contracts. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was looking at, at getting students, but some some broke the contracts. Wow. You know, some got together, formed a bit of a union, and got out and came and trained me. Um. So on my opening day, I had 44 students, That's... which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, had, I had a massive leaflet campaign. I spent all of Christmas doing the place up, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, putting signs up, putting the leaflets out. Um, and I had this open day, and it was packed, but it was only people that had already trained, not one single member of public. Mm. And then my first ever class, no one came to. Right. Because they were being in a class, no one came to it. But then yeah. I had... 25 in advanced class, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was straight afterwards, and then the adults. I had loyal instructors, loyal black belts, loyal students, many of whom are still with me today. Mm-hmm. Just celebrated a 16th anniversary. We had a big black belt class, 61 black belts on the mat. Um, and a lot of them were there on that yeah. first day. Um, you know, in, you know, particular likes of Audrey Parker, Craig Oxley, Kev Miller, they, they were straight in teaching yeah. with me, um, you know, uh, people like uh, my nephew Jordan, who Jordan Rose still teaching here. Now, he was young at the time, but he'd come in and he was like the first storm team member, you know, all yeah. the pads and stuff. Guys like Craig Ford, Dean Mitchell yeah. are still around, um, still training together as well. All three of them <laughs> trained in a class together on Monday <laughs> wow. now, which was cool. So I, I was, and others that aren't with us anymore. I don't, I'm not going. I don't mean that. No. I don't, I don't, like, just not training. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, I'm really grateful for the, the support. Uh, a guy called Keith Whitten, he was really beneficial in the 
uh, setting up yeah. of uh, like getting people to to join here. And he's still training now. Mm. He said to me last night, "I should have retired by now." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, but you have, have you? He's Seventy under old blessing." Um, so we opened. We had no mats, no nothing. Um, I used to buy every month with whatever we left over, I'd spend it on mats. Brilliant. My mum and dad were the unsung heroes of this place. True founders of this school were my mum and dad because they backed me one hundred percent. They'd buy stuff, but in the right way. They weren't going to go in and buy me a hundred mats, you know, because that's mm-hmm. worth them. Yeah, yeah. But. You know, if I had not met that rent that first month, they'd have covered it. Yeah. You know, if I needed something to set up, you know, and mm. I was living at home, I was, you know, not paying anything. Um, and, and and more than the financially, they knew that I could do this. Mm. And and it was a big thing, you yeah. know. Now schools pop up, yeah. you know, everywhere. And somebody you've never heard of all of a sudden has got five schools yeah. within three years or something. Um, but uh, it was a massive massive risk by the six months which I'd done a six month lease mm. uh, well I did a three year lease with a six month option uh, and I know why I put that in it was for him not for me <laughs> to break it after the six month I got 100 students Wow! and he brought me upstairs and he said this is so much better why don't you take the upstairs? We'll cancel the lease. And we'll sign you up here. And it was, I said, it needs some of this, that, bits Bob's mm-hmm. doing. Um, I'm very lucky that I've got this huge reception area. Yes. But I don't need it. Yeah. It's great, yeah. but it's not necessary. Um, and I was like, felt like I was paying for stuff, big changing room, sort of, you know, huge reception area that wasn't real. Like my downstairs didn't have anything like that. No. I had a toilet and a, at a desk, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he told me the price, which was, uh, you know, around double what I was paying mm. for the devil's room downstairs. And he'd got two rooms, he got all this, um, and I was like, you know what, I can do this. Yeah. Let's do this because it was a bit of waste of space downstairs anyway, because it was two, it was two rooms, and there's only been teaching. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's a big, big room. And a smaller back room, yeah. which we didn't use at the time. We had a boxing ring. We put a boxing ring in there yeah. and use it. I can't imagine that now because the back room's full yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. Um, and then he said to me, okay, uh, just need to sign up for nine years. I don't know. Nine years. When you're 22. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I really was put off, but he wasn't budget on the nine years. So in the end, I signed it and I thought, well, what else are we going to do? Mm. Um, so then we moved upstairs um, and, you know, it, you know, uh, that was, that really gave me the sort of facility to, yeah. to get to where I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, it is fantastic facilities for those people who are not visitors. And um, obviously you can see photos on Facebook and website and stuff. But the really interesting thing for me as well is the fact that um, it, it's it's fair to say that obviously as instructors and school owners, we there are similarities in the way that we run things, but we do fundamentally run quite different schools. 
because um, we're different people. But and again, we both came from the same school, and sort of although yeah. although we, we finished our time there, it was diff- There were similarities in the circumstances, but obviously, uh, d- you know, different background details. But um, I think it is very fair to say that we wouldn't have the schools that we have if it wasn't for what we picked up during our time. We had doubt, you know, and, yeah. and I think we'd have both stayed where we yeah. were. Um, but um, it was blessed in disguise. Yeah. Uh, very lucky to still have a good um, relationship with Kim Stowe's yeah. to speak. And Absolutely. We've gone really well. Um, you brought him back here to, he to teach. Yeah, That was you, amazing. You, you came down as well. Oh, I wasn't going to miss that. Um, he's due another visit, if you're listening. That would be you cool. You've turned off by now. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we learned, we were lucky to have been in at the right, at the right time, time and yeah. learn a lot of the yeah. stuff. Um, and everybody runs the schools differently. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think martial arts is a personal thing. Yeah. Uh, everybody learns their own, they learn, maybe learn off the same people, but they do things in their own manners. Mm-hmm. Same with teaching, yeah. same with running a school. Yeah. It's personality run. I've got four schools. They're not a franchise. It's not nothing against that. It's that person's school yeah. under our banner. Yeah. That person is a different person to me. Yeah. That's that they they've got our systems, yeah. they've got our you know, our syllabus, they've got our name, our logo, our branded, yeah. our you know, our ways, but it's their way as well. Yeah. Um and that's the same way um like the the way you've gone with your training yeah. reflects on your school. Exactly. The way I've gone with my training reflects yeah. my school. Yeah. However, in 1998, we were both We're all doing the same doing stuff. The same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the it's the, it's the 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 way I like to think of it is it's the um, the way we were expected to behave as employees and instructors. And we knew what the rules were, and there was no deviation from it. It was you're expected at this time, you're expected to do that. You know, I used to begrudge doing things like active count, counting the things, and all that. Uh, at the time, it all you know, it was a bit of a ball. Like I actually wanted to kick pads, do sparring, and have fun teaching. But all that other stuff that I didn't want to do now it comes into play. I mean, yeah, I don't do all of it, but it was Me it either. was the things like little things like you know we were talking about this earlier. You know, it, oh, I don't feel so good today. I'll not teach a class, but now you have to get up, you have to do it, you have yeah. to get on and do it. And that, I, you know, that I, I, I don't even remember having any time off when I was working. Out. I, I, I snapped my foot, literally, nearly pulled my foot off once at Armthorpe, and I was back there the next day. Oh, yeah. I went to hospital, got my crutches, and I was back teaching the next day. Yeah, because that's what was expected, and I think that's what's carried on now into my into my business. Yeah, is, and then I think. Uh, like when I left here, I felt when I started here, I felt like I had to be the opposite mm. because uh, you, you have to be different. But no, at the end of the day, that uh, my last month at Doncaster, Kim mm. Academy, we did £22,000 that month. <sighs> that was in 2002. You were doing something right, four mm. students, two floors. Uh, and that four hundred was a real number. There was the active count. Yeah. The highest active count when I was there was three hundred ninety-eight. Yeah. So we had four hundred students. Two people had week off. <laughs> you know, three hundred ninety-eight um, is, is a real number 
you know, I, I think there's a lot of people making their numbers up right now. That was a real number back then, mm. you know, but there wasn't competition. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think you could have handled 398 even in here, mm. but um, you wouldn't get that now because there's schools everywhere. Yeah. We've like, we've had so many schools open like near here. So most of them don't last very long to be fair, mm. but there's schools all over Doncaster. Yeah. Um, uh, schools I've never even heard of. When you go in, when I teach at a primary school, and they say, I do my slides, I always yeah. encourage them. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. And I say, oh, who do you train with? I have not heard of the people. Yeah. That's not a slant at them. They've probably not heard of me. Yeah. But, unless they're listening to this podcast, keep out with Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they will have. Um, there's so much going on out yeah. there. Nearly every primary school, as a martial arts school, nearly every scout or church mm. all has a martial arts group in it you know and then i think there's now over 20 something full-time schools at doncaster wow really i've got four of them so you know <laughs> um there's at least 20 full-time martial arts schools there's one on the very next street here oh. um which i'm not gonna advertise uh, but they've not been open very long um so uh and obviously, there's a gym over the road that's got yeah. martial arts, and uh, that lad who wanders up and down, he leaves us out. It is so. Anyway, um, we've all done it. We've all done it. I remember doing a big clipboard and things. That was fun. I only did it once. Thank God. But we, we learned a lot. We yeah, learned yeah, a lot. Yeah. The systems were there. Yeah. Uh, we were getting stuff direct from the best people. Yeah in the States, but they're the best guys in the UK were all together at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys like Kim Stowe's, John Jepson, yeah. Lee Childs, Matt Fidesz, Shabby Akhtar, Frank Murphy. I tagged something on this. I did a post, you yeah. commented on it. And I kept adding other people. Ken Pankovic, great guy, uh, who I still uh, do a lot of work with today. Um, all sort of, they all were together. Mm-hmm. And then everyone went off and did their own groups in the industry, got a bit fragmented yeah. from there but at the time it was a really good time to be around mm. and, and learn from these people I went to the States twice yeah. um, doing courses and stuff like with Dave Kovar Greg Silver Jesse Elder yeah good names there so um, just touching your competitions and tournaments uh, about 20 minutes ago um, and um, I remember when they first started out the first was it here wasn't it is it here? Or was the first one, technically... I did one a year and it had sort of like 20 entries. Right. That was in 2004. Right, yep. Okay. Um, I went to a tournament and I just thought, nobody likes each other at these tournaments. <laughs> nobody gets on, nobody speaks. I want to build a tournament where people like each other yeah. and get on. Um, and I was going to tournaments with people and getting to the end of the day and say, excuse me, so-and-so hasn't fought yet. Oh, yeah, there's your refund. You didn't have anyone to fight. Mm. They're like, are you kidding me? You can't be doing it. Mm. wasted all day. Mm. Um, so I decided that I was going to get people to pay up front. Mm. And everybody told me, don't be stupid. <laughs> and nobody does that. I went, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And people had 
So are you sure you don't take entries on day? You never took a single entry on a, a day, mm. even from back then. It was all enter in advance. Um, and people who sent me checks at the post with paper on it and stuff like that, which you'll remember. Yeah. So the first one was here. And then I went to a jiu-jitsu tournament in Sheffield. It was at the English Institute of Sport. It was amazing. Yeah. So we had a tournament there, and it was like £250 to hire the room for the day or something. Huh. And it was all bad. It was like a judo center yeah, yeah. Uh, within the English Institute of Sport. You got like Jessica uh, Ennis jumping about in <laughs> athletics bit. You know, it was it was a really yeah. good place. And uh, I had this room, and it was great. And that was the reason I called it Revolution. The two reasons was the pre-registration because no one was doing it, and the trying to work on the friendly okay. that yeah. side of it. I knew on a tangent that. So, 2005, this tournament in uh, Sheffield English Institute of Sport. And then um, I thought, I'll, I'll book it again. And then they, they changed the judo to ping pong. They used to have four. <laughs> it's a different. Yeah. They used to have four <laughs> judo mats. And now they've only got two. And yeah. some ping pong tables. So, um I had to do, I had to look for another venue. So right. I went to Bobby Carr. Okay. Uh, 2000, end of 2005, we did Bobby Carr, 2006, to about 2013 when we grew yeah. out of the place. We had one place here. If there were a fireman, we'd have been, we had 680 entries in a small school, in a I school hall, and it was crazy. It was, it was yeah. Uh, it was pre reg a week before. And I knew the entries, and I didn't sleep for a week, thinking, how the hell are we going to get these in? But I didn't have, in a week, you haven't got time to find another venue. Yeah. So. Um, it was a great atmosphere. It was a great atmosphere. <laughs> it just couldn't move. Yeah. Once it you got like, into the room, you were watching forms, you were watching forms, you weren't getting Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, the amount of people got kicked in the crowd. Because yeah. <laughs> they were all around the back. It was just, it was just crazy, so. We ended up moving to workshop. At that time, we'd expanded as well. Yeah. We were in Newcastle. We'd done one in Basingstoke. Uh, a couple down in Wales and uh, stuff like that. So from Chapel, that, yeah, from that first Starbra. first one here with 20 new people to now, it's all over, isn't it? It's... Yeah, we reined it back in last year because we, we were doing really... We were getting busy with it. And, yeah. Uh, we reined it back in because there was too many and it was like people going... Can't make this one, we'll come to the next one. Right. So we cut the numbers down last year, an awesome year. Yeah. Numbers wise, were you know, uh every tournament were busy. Whereas the year before, every you know, a couple of busy ones and, and some not so busy ones. Yeah. Uh, so we just did five last year, two at work, just. one in Scarborough, <laughs> one in uh Chapel Olifrith, and one in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And they were all really busy, which which was which was good. Yeah, well, the, it's, it's really nice as well. Is that as you say, it's a good atmosphere when you're there, and um, uh, the variety of schools and backgrounds and, and people from from all over, really. Because it's, it's not affiliated. Yeah, you end up with people fighting each other that wouldn't normally fight each other because they all go to these nationals or this world. Yeah. We're uh, we're involved with WKKC England, mm. uh, and I run the national championships. Yeah. The, um, in Bradford, which is one of the biggest tournaments mm. in the country, and Epon Challenge as well, which is another big tournament. So I get like best of both worlds where Epon yeah. and WKKC are sort of mass yeah. 
pushed out there at, at really busy events. Not saying ours is it, but it's more of a the revolution is more uh, of a network of schools sure. together. But we are getting more and more from the WKKC as well. But we do get other associations, which sure. is which is great. Good. And it, 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 so you say you've reined it back in. Are you, are you planning to keep it that like that, or are you yeah, just see how things go and maybe? No, for me, we've got those five tournaments. Right. Now, I think we have done stuff in the south. We have done stuff in Wales. Mm. That might happen again. Okay. Um, Work with Matt Braybrook in the south, mm. Aaron Bannister, uh, and then we work with Matt State in uh, Wales. Okay, uh, you never never know with anything down there, but for for up here, we're pretty mm. we're pretty sorted down. Like I say, I got involved with uh, I was, uh, part of WTK England for a few years, and then yeah. um, chance meeting again, which was another big bookmark for me was that a lot of my guys were saying, can we have our own suit? I was like, for competitions. Yeah. Um, and I was like, right, okay, who do I go to for a suit? Everybody told me, mm-hmm. Bartek. Yeah. So um, I thought, right, what I'll do is get a bit of it. Because we had black, play black bottoms and a green T-shirt. I remember. So green was the sort of colour. Kev Miller sort of came across that. And he said... Um, you know, no one wears green. Why don't we have green? I was like, okay. So we went for this fight suit and uh, the fighting and forms could wear, like non-traditional forms, obviously. So I rang Martek and I get this, hello! I was like, <laughs> is that Joe Tierney? Yep. Uh, and away we went, that were it. And yeah. we ordered a load of suits off Joe. And uh, Joe just stared around to me and said, well... Say so he's delivering all these suits. I'll come up and do a seminar for you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, so we ended up coming to this deal where if they bought the suit, they got a seminar half price or something like that. Right. Uh, and it was packed and, and Joe came and he was great. And a lot of my guys already got a connection with Joe because they'd gone to the Worlds in 2011 yeah. when we'd started expanding our schools. Okay. And I was literally here running every school <laughs> While the guys who were running the schools were mm. off competing, and, and Joe took them under the wing, um, so it was a natural, ev- you know, evolution. I think in two thousand and fifteen or something. Mm. No, two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fifteen was the first year we went to the Wales. Two thousand fourteen, he came down. And we just got on really well. Ended up running the nationals for him right. in the UKKC. He just started that the year after, and you know, um, we're really closely mm. ever since fantastic so um beginning of the year obviously now 2019 plans for this year and then obviously going forwards got anything going on that you can share um the non-secret stuff i have to be office and i'm looking at the wall <laughs> um well there's loads it's you know uh beginning of this year is quite hectic for us we yeah uh, we'll that. i had this idea last end of last year that I wanted to do this black belt class, but I wanted to make it a bit special. Okay. Um, because we have quite a few people um, in uni at the minute. Obviously, we've got multiple schools, so we don't always get people together. So I looked at the 2nd of January, and I thought, no, everybody's free on the 2nd of January. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's hungover, because mm. they're all been nursing their hangover. Yeah. <laughs> um, even students. Um, all the uni kids are back. Yeah, we haven't got any other school open, 
And I might even get some New Year's resolutions. So, um, we, uh, I went to do, I did this flatboat class, uh, pushed it out there, sent, did a poster, sent it out, and we opened, I opened up about six o'clock, it was half past six, and it was just people coming through the door. Right. Past, present, and future. Yeah. Uh, well, not future, because we're always about, no, no, they are the future, because you're good. Yeah. And there were 61 black belts came. Wow. So I lined them up in great order. Six dance, fifth dance, fourth dance, third dance. Um, and the, fir- the front row, which has got 10 squares, got down to pretty much just a couple of third dance on the front row. And then the next two rows were third and second. Oh. And they had nowhere to put the first dance. They just literally had to just jump Kiss in. Space. We had a great class. We, we kick-started a good year. Yeah. We've got, uh, we just took on a new instructor intake, which is for our instructor course, we run every two years. So the intake this year was 23. So we took 23 guys on the instructor course that are going to be training all this year. Fantastic. Uh, We've got our first in-house tournament, which is just for ACMAC members next Saturday. Cool. Um, And then um, we've got, um, that's when our tournament season kicks in 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 February. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to Guatemala in February. Wow. Um, I stepped out at Tiff's fighting over there uh, in the WKC Pan American Championships. Wow. Along with uh, a couple of kids from York as well, uh, from X Martial Arts. Um, so we're going to be representing WKC, WKKC England over there. And then my tournament the week after. And then it's a build to the, the, the Nationals. And, the usual stuff, grade is we've got Bill Superfoot Wallace over for a seminar again. Yeah. We have Bill uh, every year. Um, and we've got quite a full calendar this year, but it's when when I did the wall planner this year, because I normally do it all on my phone, um, I was like, it feels like you're giving your life away. But it's just stuff that you love. Yeah. It's really cool events, internal events. Um, External, we'll probably be having some, you know, some seminars in there, tournaments, and mm. um, general. You know, we've had a good start of the year, numbers wise. Uh, we're on the what are we on today? It is the it's the eighteenth. It's my birthday so we, tomorrow. Oh, you should have known that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. Birthday. I'm terrified. You're not be saying that next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, the we've had eighteen new members this month. Which we're not a big new member school. Mm. We're, we're yeah. more bigger on retention. Well, you can see that when you've got students that are still training with you from uh, twenty years ago. It's yeah. that's crazy, isn't it? It's it's uh, it's not. You don't tend to see many schools with retention. I've got a class on uh, a jujitsu class on Monday night, and there was only five people in it, but three of them have been training together for twenty years. Oh, it's not. It's, it's crazy. It's my this this year is my twentieth year full time yeah. instructor, but just just nuts. Yeah, it's just nuts to think twenty years, you know. Um, but won't be doing anything anything else. No, because I just can't. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. I'd be useless. I'd be absolutely useless. I dropped out of college to do this as a job. I hadn't got any other options. So uh, yeah. Probably maybe do a bit of this podcasting stuff, maybe who knows one day. Yeah, you never know. Make it a job. 
But listen, thanks for your time. It's uh, been great chatting. And, and uh, can I just say thanks for coming? Oh, um, absolutely. Thanks for um, thanks for doing it. I've got to, you know, I just want to finish off. I just want to give credit to people that have, you know, like I've mentioned a few people. I, Go for it. I've been very lucky that I've had a lot of support from good people mm-hmm. like yourselves, other school owners, people that have taught me, people that I've taught. You know, very lucky to have a really good instructor team. Um, allow me, you know, like in February, I'm away three times in February. Um, and the schools are still run. You know, really good instructors uh, running my schools. Um, well, their schools, yeah, my yeah. schools. Uh, you got um, that people say, well, how, how do you cope running the other schools and stuff? Well, they're, they're run by their instructors, they're owned by the instructors, but we're all staying together under mm. one banner. We do all the gradings together. And like the people that run the other schools have got um, a wife, Lucy, who, you know, um, we've been together a long time now. She has to put up with all this martial yeah. arts stuff. Um, she runs her own school. That's been running seven years. Um, I've got Aidan Lindley, who's been training with me for 20, 22 years. He's a fifth dad. And Jess Corish, who's a fifth dad, he's been training. She started in 97 when I started wow. after school club. Woodfield Primary, yeah. So uh, another fifth down. So the people that were in schools were close, mm. you know, the family, yeah. You know, um, so th- that's why you know we can maintain the standard because a lot of people say as soon as you've got more than one school, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. you're not bothered about standards, you're not bothered about it. We, you know, that was yeah. the biggest thing for me going forward, um, and you know, I wouldn't be sat here today doing this interview with you without Absolutely, all yeah. these people. Family support. Like I say, Lucy, she's just, how she puts up with me, I don't know. Like, like <laughs> turn up, wake up in the middle of the night, turn light on and start getting my laptop out and start doing work. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, first 10 years, you were like, now she just switches off to it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like I say, the instructor team here, people that have been here a long time, support team, you know, family and my instructors. You know, I can't, I'm very humble and very lucky to be around. You were at the wedding, you know, mm-hmm. when me and Lucy got married, it was, it was a, you know, I would say it was also a day from martial arts. And, you know, yeah. the pictures that were circulated yeah. of people from all over the country that were together, it was, it was a special thing. And yeah. that's the biggest thing for me for martial arts. I love the martial mm-hmm. arts. the people you meet, the memories you make. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't have met any, you're probably the only martial artist I would have met if mm. I had have done martial arts. Does yeah. that make sense? It's not, yeah. Um, I get it. But I wouldn't know because we wouldn't have got onto the subject. Yeah. met my wife. Yeah, because we were secret ninjas then. We didn't talk about it. Yeah, met my <laughs> wife, you know, stepdaughters, um, and obviously best man at my wedding, stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's yeah, a great it's, thing. It's and done a lot for us. It's a great thing that you're doing, getting out there and hoping the podcast is going to grow um, hopefully you won't lose too many viewers people listen to me <laughs> I don't think anyone south of Leicester can well, understand it yeah. do, you do, do you have some titles my wife it? will complain now she, she hates it she, she hates it when I come back to, to Doncaster she says oh you start talking like that again yeah. <laughs> I have to put my posh voice back when on you when you walk in <laughs> when you go to Daresbury later and you go hey up hey up all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to uh, to switch my posh voice back on again when I go home. But no, thanks again for your time. This is turning into a, a a super interview. It's over an hour, 
We're going to leave so, it all in. We'll leave it all in. We're superheroes. We're, we're not going to mention superheroes. Uh, superheroes in martial arts. No, we'll we'll we'll, we'll stay well away from that one. For <laughs> little inside joke there, but it's all good. Right. Thanks again, sir. Um, I'm. Uh, we'll leave it there, and then we'll speak soon. Thank you. Enjoy our podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Kick back with Chris on iTunes today. So yeah, a really fun chat there with Andy. It was uh, it was great to visit his school as always, and it was really nice for us to sit down and catch up. Um, we we, you know, we see each other fairly regularly, you know, as is the case with you know all martial artists and martial arts events. Um, but it's been a long time since we actually sat down and just just chatted about. Um, you know, our past training together and at school and things like that. Uh, and actually, after the interview finished, I, we spent probably another hour, if not more, just chatting and, and sort of remembering things that um, we, we, that had happened at the, the schools that we worked on, some of which obviously weren't suitable for a recording. Um, but, you know, uh, joking aside, it was, it was really nice to catch up with him and um, something that I should have done really before now. Um, so uh, something that I... Uh, picked up on a couple of days ago is actually with with everything that's been going on i miss all this stuff and the the one of the good things about social media is it it sort of brings you into the loop really quickly when these things happen now uh, as some of you have probably already seen and some of you may not already know yet uh, the trailer for john wick 3 has dropped and my goodness does it look delightful um i've been you know i've mentioned before in previous episodes you know i'm a big fan of the the john wick the previous two john wick films and part three looks set to be even, even as possibly even better than the first two if they can manage that. Uh, again, I've met, I've discussed my, uh, you know, I used to follow Mark Cascos massively as a as a teenager and a, early in my twenties, you know, beginning of my sort of film career career, um, trying to emulate the moves in films like Only the Strong and Drive, things like that. And if you've not seen those two, go look them up. Um, but yeah, uh, Mark Cascos is in uh, John Wick 3 and I, I'm looking forward to seeing um, the skills he brings to that film and obviously uh, what Keanu brings to the film as well. So yeah, if you've not seen that trailer, uh, do go check it out because it does. It looks lots of, lots of fun as always. Uh, as uh, Again, as in the previous film, the action team have done a fantastic job and um, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Um, now, not... Not martial arts related, so you might be thinking, well, what am I mentioning this for? But just something cool. Um, I actually saw, as again, many of you probably did, they've dropped a, a teaser for Ghostbusters 3. And it just popped out of absolutely nowhere. I don't think this was really on anyone's radar at all. Um, and, you know, uh, I was I was watching it and it, it took me back to a, a kid when I was mad into the, the, the cartoon series. I think it ran for like a 10, maybe more series. Um and uh yeah absolutely loved it and then of course the films as well but you know i think i was around about sort of 10 years old when when i first watched the original film maybe a little bit younger um and i'll be 40 when ghostbusters 3 comes out i mean where is that time gone that's just that's just insane anyway we'll quickly move on not really martial arts based so i won't dwell on it for too long um so in the coming weeks we've got a, a number of guests lined up um i'm I'm not going to say who, just just because it's not all locked down, and I don't want to 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 say something and then have it not happen. Um, but lots going on, and some really cool things to bring to you guys. Uh, 
Thanks again to everybody that took the time. I know I, did, I went on a little bit of a, a sort of promotional push the last week. Um, some people have said that they were having a little bit of trouble getting the reviews to work on iTunes. I, I don't know why. Um, I'm not really an Apple user. I have a, like an iPad 4 somewhere that I use in my gym for signups. But I, other than that, I don't really I don't really use the tech too much. Um, so I know, don't crucify me. I know the Apple fans out there are probably like getting ready to, to throw their phone out the window now. But anyway... Um, if you are an iTunes user and, and you can pop along and pop us a star rating and review on there, if it works for you, you know, let me know. If it doesn't work for you, likewise, let me know, um, and and you know, maybe I can try and get to the bottom of what's going on with it. Um, but you know, it, it does help. It does help to push the show out. So appreciate all your efforts on that one. So uh, I'm actually going to go off now. It's actually Saturday. I'm going to go off now and um, enjoy the rest of my birthday. Have a bit of a relax, and I will. I'll speak to you all next week. Enjoy our podcast? Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today.